Welcome to When I Was On My Mission, the podcast where missionaries tell true, unbelievable stories that they experienced firsthand. I'm your host, Brian Jensen. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. It really helps us out. Welcome to When I Was On My Mission. We have Peter Tolman with us today. Excited to have Peter back. He's told a couple stories to us and they're always amazing. Peter, thanks for coming down here. Hey, thanks, Brian. It's good to be back. Yeah, of course. And Peter, I know we've asked you this a couple of times, but just for people that haven't listened to your other stories, where did where did you serve your mission? I was in Uganda and Ethiopia, the Uganda Kampala mission. Very good. And so it was in East Africa. East Africa. And uh, what language did you speak? Uh, so it was an English-speaking mission, and in Ethiopia, it was a language called Amharic, Amarinya. Very cool. Um, and just maybe one fun question to get things rolling. Were you awkward when you came back from your mission? <laughs> so I came home with a weird British accent. <laughs> I, I don't, I can't explain it. I don't know why or what, it just was weird. And there were certain words that people would ask me to say when I first got home. And I didn't know. I said I'm weird. I mean, I did because I knew they were yeah. like excited to hear me say it. But I would say it, and I didn't know what I was doing wrong. <laughs> so people would always do that. But just one one little thing about my awkwardness. I was really, I was just so passionate about the gospel of Jesus yeah. Christ and just wanted to be a missionary still. And when I got home, so this is actually how my wife and I started dating. Okay. But I was at at her house with hanging out with some friends and her older sister and I went to high school together. Okay. And she was there and we were all hanging out and she was preparing a lesson for church the next day. And as she did, I had been home for like three days. Okay. And I was still weird. I was awkward around girls. Yeah. And didn't really know how to handle myself. And so Jesse goes and starts preparing this lesson, just it, it, kind of by us, but not with us, you know. And she says out loud, oh, I swear no one understands the fall of Adam and Eve. And that all of a sudden, my awkwardness would just like dissipate it. I was like, I, I can do this. I understand that. And so I just got up and I walked over and I was like, hey, let's study. And here we are. We've been married for 11 years and have four kids from that moment of awkwardness. That is amazing. Yeah. Post-mission awkwardness paid off. Paid in, off. In a big way for, Marriage, baby. for Peter Tolman. And I've met Jesse and she's awesome. She she's awesome. she's probably cooler than you. Um, <laughs> Not probably, but like four yeah. times. <laughs> anyway, well, that's that's fantastic. But Peter, I've been excited. You you've told us some amazing stories in the past. And you you told us that you have another one. So why don't we just jump right into that? Okay. So this one, I wanted to be able to tell one more because I wanted to. My last one was a little bit crazy and funny, but the thing about missions that I love is just that you get to see the power of God and see how Jesus Christ can change people. And so this is just a story of a guy who he changed, like God changed everything about him. So one night we're out in Ethiopia and when we would go street contacting, that was the most efficient way to find people to teach. Sure. So we just go in busy places and just start talking to people. And it was nighttime and we're usually looking for, we want to teach families. That's, that's who our favorite people to teach are. And there's there's just some value in that and seeing a family coming to Christ together. So I see this guy and his wife and he's in a suit and he's well-dressed. And you could tell that he just was a guy with his head on his shoulders, right? So I go up and I start talking to him and he wants nothing to do with me. Just like, go away. And he had a friend with him who 
was wearing like a, a dress shirt, but it was unbuttoned. Okay. And he like was, unbuttoned all the way down. No, and, no, no. Okay. Um, a little bit, and then it's untucked, and he just looked like he was a mess. Not and super he, well put together. Yeah. He was drunk out of his mind. He's <laughs> okay. just like, oh, <laughs> I've and, met a lot of guys like that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's never fruitful. Like, there's no point in trying to teach a drunk guy because right. they're not going to remember you the next day. So we're trying to teach his buddy, and he keeps being like, well, I want to learn. Teach me about God. And we were like, ah, no, okay, well, why don't you come to church on Sunday, and then we'll teach you, which was our way of just, he wasn't sober, so it wasn't going to go anywhere. So yeah, I like that. It like puts a little skin in the game for them, you know, and if they do show up, which you're not expecting them to. And I was like, okay, like, Great. yeah, that, yeah. yeah, you want to learn. And, and not that we were like picky about who would teach. It was just, you can't really teach drunk people usually. So he, uh, we're sitting in church on Sunday and we smell the alcohol as he walks into church. <laughs> Come through the door. Okay. He showed up and he was again, just plastered. Okay. And he like walks in and smiles at us and we're just like, is that the drunk guy from, anyway, he's there and he waves at us. He so the drunk down. guy shows up, but not his friend who was like somewhat well put together. Yeah, not the him. guy we wanted to come. Yeah, but okay. the drunk guy's there. So after church, we didn't really know what to do with this because he came. So we gave him one more. We're like, okay, why don't you come to church again next week? And he showed up again, and we we're like, well, we better teach this guy. So we started teaching him, and he knew nothing about God. And he he said that he was completely religiously and theologically illiterate. He knew nothing. Like Who is no, God? no religion at all. Yeah. Not Christian, not Islam, not Hindu, nothing. Yeah. Okay. And so he just says, teach me about God. And so we start teaching him and he was progressing at an unbelievable rate as he just, he was just, everything we taught him just stuck. And it was amazing. He was amazing. I love this man with all my heart. And it was just he things were going well. One day, we're, we were going to teach the word of wisdom, which is you know yeah. we can't drink and all that stuff. And we we hadn't taught it yet. And he just says, "Elders, do you think I should quit drinking?" <laughs> and we were like, "Why? Why? Yes, we do." As and, a matter of fact, yeah. yeah <laughs> and he just really awesome guy, really humble. I've never met anyone in my life more humble. And he just was so willing to change and just ready. And so he says, okay, I'm, I'm going to be done drinking. And he quit like that. He, wow. He never drank again. One day soon after that, we're walking down a road and we walk by this bar and he comes running out of the bar. <laughs> and we're like, oh boy. He's like, elders, my friends are all drinking beer and I'm drinking Fanta, orange Fanta. <laughs> we're like, hey, good for you. Good job. And so he just, he quit drinking and it wasn't an issue ever again. Wow. And so we keep meeting with him and things are going well. And he has, a, he'd gotten a PhD in, I want to say the Netherlands. Wait, a PhD? Yeah, he has a PhD wow. from somewhere foreign. And he, just just to go back to drinking, like he never regressed. Well, no. While you guys were talking Not to him. one time. That's amazing. I, I mean, I taught some people that, that quit smoking or, you know, were quitting drinking and things like that. And there was always a regression. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It was remarkable. So he'd lived somewhere foreign for a while getting education. And he had this friend named George. And I don't know what his relationship was was with, with George, but he loved and respected George. And things were going well, and he was going to get baptized. And 
he emailed George and said, hey, I'm thinking about getting baptized in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. What do you think? And George basically said, they're conning you. Don't do this. So he spills the news, and he just says, yeah. elders, I can't get baptized. I was like, what do you mean you can't get baptized? And he said, George forbade me from getting baptized. And, and sorry, George, George was just his very good friend. Like, Yes. Okay. Uh, that's all I to this day that's all I know just a good friend he was kind of a mentor to this guy but this guy he was probably 60 years old so it's not like he's 15 years old and has to ask his dad forbade from from doing what he wants to do yeah yeah. but he respected George enough that if George said no he wasn't going to do it okay and I wept like I'm not a crier well I'm I'm becoming more of one in my old age but it it, happens I didn't cry and I wept like a baby. Oh man! As he just said, we can't meet ever again. I've loved our time together, but I can't. I need to respect George's wishes, and we no can't meet. No way! And I tried so hard. Look at what you're throwing away. Look at how your life has changed. Look at all this. He just said, "I will never. I, we can't do this anymore. I can't get baptized. I'm sorry." He cried. I cried. And this sixty-year-old man in a suit gets on his hands and knees, and he kisses my feet and wipes my feet with his tears. Wow. And just says, I love you. Thank you. Goodbye. Unbelievable. He walks out the door, and I just sat there weeping. And it was just heartbreaking. And let me let me just ask you about, like, wiping your feet with his tears. Did he, like... Like he wiped his hand on his tears and then wiped your feet. Like how, how did that he, work? He, his tears were just dripping, dripping. on my feet. Oh, wow. And then he and then he like wiped my and then he just kissed my feet. Wow. And it was just the ultimate expression of love and gratitude. It was it was uncomfortable for me. Like, why is this grown man you know, Christ washing the feet of his disciples? Peter's like, Oh, you're not washing my feet. Yeah. Here's this grown man crying on my feet and watch. so anyway it was it was his expression of humility gratitude and love wow that's amazing so he walks out the door and I don't see him again I don't talk to him again I got transferred to another area one day I get a call in my new area he said I I want to start meeting with the missionaries again can we meet. And the way that missions work, I, I couldn't go back and teach him, but I referred him to the missionaries there. So he starts meeting with them, and I got notice the week before Christmas that he was getting baptized. Wow. And I just wanted to read you a couple of the things that he wrote me. This man, his knowledge of who God is, his relationship with God— his purpose in life is unbelievable. It is unrivaled. The way he writes me, he just writes these deep, incredible spiritual thoughts, and he loves God with his whole heart. Today, he so he was called as the um, a member of the district presidency. Oh wow! Ethiopia has so a ward is a local congregation. The stakes are the you know a stake is lots of wards, and a district is like a 
small stake. So okay. there was only one district in Ethiopia, and he was in the presidency, and just really cool guy, and he, he's given his life to God. Uh, all he wants to do is is teach and serve and study and, and love and help people. I'm just going to read a few excerpts of this. Yeah, yeah. So he writes me, Dear Elder Tolman, my highest, warmest, and humble greetings to you. As you know, I got baptized on January 10th as scheduled. I was extremely happy. He says, all of a sudden, as this missionary spoke, he said, my tears dropped down from my eyes for for confirmation. True, we love one another. You both missionaries are the one who laid the foundation for this. He says, dear Elder Tolman, first of all, as usual, my humble, warmest, and highest regards, sir, as you have assessed and blessed me every single day, is the happiest day for me since you have left me behind in Addis Ababa. Oh my gosh. At the same time, my interest and understanding of the gospel is growing day by day, sir. And thank you very much indeed for giving me this excellent opportunity. For today, I will stop here by saying I love and respect you so much, sir. Yours faithfully. Wow. This is on my Gmail. I searched his email address. I get letters from this, like from him, like this once a month. Still, you, that's amazing. I have seventy nine emails from him. Oh my gosh! Like this, and every single one is just brim with his joy and his gratitude and his humility. And I just loved seeing God change him and turn him from a pretty sad man. His his family life was hard, and it still is. But he found purpose, he found joy, and he found peace. And I love that that's what God does to people. It was so fun to watch that firsthand to, to this guy. That's amazing. Yeah, I don't I don't know a better way to wrap this up than what you just said. I mean, maybe one thing, the things that you're telling me about him just, just bring a lot of people to mind that I taught as well. And just those amazing people that you meet. And when... You came by earlier and and gave us this hypothetical, which was, you know, if somebody came and offered you a billion dollars to erase your mission experience, I think was the gist of it. Would you would you take the billion dollars? And you said no, like absolutely not. I would I would keep it. And I feel the same way. And it's for those those types of experiences and like this relationship. Like, there's no way you can put a monetary value on that. It just really drives home to me the emptiness of some of the things we value so much in in society and the richness of of the human experiences and the the people that you build those relationships with and and the relationship that you build with god and and those different things that you get while you're on your mission so that's a that's an amazing story peter thank you for that yeah thanks for having me think of think of what that heavenly reunion will be like for us with the people that we've gotten to watch come under christ and get to know it's going to be the greatest thing imaginable Absolutely. Well, Peter, thanks for coming on. Really appreciate it. Thanks, Brian. I hope you enjoyed this episode of When I Was On My Mission. If you or someone you know has a great mission story, we would love to hear it. Please email us at contactonmymission at gmail.com or DM us on Instagram or Facebook at When I Was On My Mission. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend, subscribe, and leave us a five-star rating in your podcast app. 